The first so full mystery is the agony of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus invites Peter, James and John to pray with him. Jesus has always accepted the will of the Father. I offer my life as the Father commands me. He has always desired to be the Lamb offered for the salvation of all. Even if his human nature, like any human nature, looks at death as a violence and even for him because he's immaculate because of the perfection of this human nature it implies an extreme violence but Jesus has to accept beyond his own sacrifice to see those that he loves and first of all his mother going through the same sacrifice the same holocaust at the foot of the cross Jesus could have redeemed the whole world by his own sacrifice without anybody else having to suffer. And the will of the Father is that Mary be a co-redemptrix, that Mary continues and achieves in the flesh what is missing to the passion of Christ. And this is the same for all of us. Jesus has to accept, therefore, that those that he loves the most will have to suffer with him. And we see indeed at the foot of the cross, Mary, John, and a few very close to him. Jesus, therefore, has to also offer this will so that he can be in love absolutely one with the intention of the Father. It's a moment of darkness. It's a moment where Jesus does not receive the presence, the loving presence that he would have desired to have of the closest ones. And it should be always a reminder for us that somehow the agony of Christ continues always. There's still so much suffering in the world, so much injustice, and Jesus demands to carry with him. He demands to be those who pray, who intercede, so that the will of the Father will would be perfectly accepted by all those who suffer, so that no suffering be lost, but be really at the service of the glory of God, at the service of our salvation. Second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar, and Jesus is crowned with the crown of thorns. Jesus never wanted to be received as a king according to the ways of the world because he came to be a king of peace, a king of love, a king of mercy, not a king of power. And he told us that his kingdom is not from this world and nevertheless that he has received all authority from his father and especially the authority of judgment which belongs to the king. But he accepts this authority to be ridiculed. This is your king. The words of Pilate can only scandalize the priests, the Pharisees, when Pilate presents to them a king which is so disfigured. It's because Christ has always chosen poverty to be among us. He wants this authority to be exercised in a hidden little way. 
what he manifested with the washing of the feet. He has chosen for his humanity to be scourged, to be disfigured, to have no means of attraction, no beauty anymore, in order that for us to discover the real beauty, the real goodness of Christ, which we can only discover from within. Jesus doesn't want to seduce us. He wants us out of love to get to know his heart, to get through his heart to know the heart of his Father. And that's something that we have to see by experience. They often suffering disfiguration. Woundedness comes into our life in a certain way, hiding to some the pearls that is in our heart, but also helping others discover this pearl and find there the treasure that we cannot show to everybody. It is Saint Augustine who says that God loves to hide his masterpiece, and the masterpiece is really the heart of Jesus, hidden behind this disfigured humanity. Jesus carries his cross and presents himself not only as condemned like a criminal, but also presents himself in weakness. On the way of the cross, he will fall three times because the mediation of Jesus demands that he accepts to carry all our disfigurations, all our weaknesses, too heavy for human nature. The choice of Jesus to be a savior, saving us by choosing to be lower than us. We had a beautiful prefiguration in this encounter between Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. He wanted to be lower than all those so-called just righteous people and wanted to be at the same level to be even lower than the sinner. It is with the same intention that Jesus washed the feet of his disciples to show them that the authority that would be given to them could only be an authority of love and of mercy demanding that they accept themselves to be channeled and therefore to receive the and to depend on this loving mercy coming from God. On the way of the cross, Jesus accepts the help of Simon of Cyrene, giving him this privilege to be one with him in carrying the cross. It's a reminder that all of us are called at different moments of our life to carry with Jesus, to be those Simons of Cyrene who, by helping, giving more of our time, giving more of our strength, helping those who suffer, those who are weak, those who are wounded, it is in fact carrying the cross, not only with them, but with Christ. So let us ask during this mystery, Our Lady, to help us recognize Christ disfigured in his members and have this charity, this 
docility to the Holy Spirit to come and carry with them. Jesus dies on the cross. Everything is achieved. The scripture is fulfilled. Jesus has achieved his mission, what he was sent for, to reveal the Father and to give us the means to live as beloved Son. It was necessary for the Messiah to suffer in order to enter in his glory. It was necessary for him to live so that he could send us the paraclete. Everything is achieved at the cross. Jesus is not only a sacrifice offered to the Father, he is a holocaust where nothing is kept. And it is because of this holocaust that his humanity can be used in order to be source for us of the sacraments, source for us of the Holy Spirit through the piercing of the heart. We have to try to contemplate this mystery through the eyes and in the heart of Our Lady. She was one with Him in her compassion. She was one with Him in her desire to glorify the Father to this Holocaust. She was one with Him in her desire to bring salvation to all men. And she accepted to go in her own compassion through the whole mystery of the death of her son, leading her in poverty and in obedience to accept to become the mother of John and then the mother of the whole of the church. The mission of the cross is in fact a victory. Christ has achieved his mission. Christ has revealed his father. Christ is victorious over death and over sin and has entrusted to his mother this motherhood, this extension of her motherhood over all his members. The mystery of the sepulchre when the body of Christ is laying in the tomb is really the dawn of the resurrection. The church tells us that the soul of Christ descended to the dead in order to feed just those who had been living in a state of grace, in order to feed them and bring them to glory. After the violence of the cross, it is really a time for Our Lady. She was sustained by hope at the foot of the cross, and now she can let this hope be totally lived in peace. She anticipates the mystery of the resurrection in silence. We know that the mission of the sepulchre was not lived properly by Mary Magdalene. She was agitated and willing to prepare ointments during the Sabbath to go back to the tomb. Our Lady silently contemplates the offering of Christ, this division between the soul and the body which remains but at the service of a greater fruitfulness. She is one with the soul of Jesus descending to the dead, moved by the Holy Spirit. And while the scripture were announcing a time in the sepulchre, which would be three days, it is shorter, two nights and one day, like a haste. It is really a time where the whole hope of the church is in the heart of Our Lady where the victory of Christ is fully lived 
by her on behalf of the whole of the church. It's a, again the great moment where Mary can prepare herself in her heart, in her intelligence to welcome Christ resurrected from the dead. So it's already nearly glorious in the heart of Our Lady, nearly joyful. After the table surge of the cross, it's already by anticipation the joy of the resurrection. I think it's important for us because the Church, in the same time, will have to leave the violence of the cross. No servant is greater than his master. But it should always be lived in this hope allowing us to always anticipate the victory. The resurrection takes place in darkness, but somehow there's already a light in the heart of Our Lady. She knows, she hopes, she desires, and that's the mission of the Church coming closer and closer to the end, waiting for the return of Christ. It is really a mystery of, of patient waiting, but also of great expectation.